0: Shake it like that. When you shake it, when you shake it, shake it to the music like that. When you dance and dance it to the music like that when you shake it, I love it when you shake it like that. When you shake it like it, come on, shake your shake, come on, shake your shake, shake your shake, come on, shake your shake, come on, shake your shake, shake your shake, shake your shake, just shake your shake, shake your shake, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, come, shake it, shake it, come, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake.
1: What have they been?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Content. You are in studio with your boy, Shilago. And we also have a special guest, Senga Brokorov And she's here to talk about all her projects. And I'm also going to dig a little bit into her life. Excuse mm. me. <laughs> Senga, hi.
3: Hello. Hi, Shalaga. How are you? I'm great. Super excited to be here. I'm not used to being seen in interviews. We got so used to sort of radio interviews, yeah. so this is new and fun. I love Thank that. Thank you. I love
2: <laughs> that. Great. So, um, Senga is here to talk about the Goodest Stages twenty one, two uh, 2021's projects that happened. They were shot last year and they're premiering today, correct?
3: Today. My chickens have come to roost today, as they say.
2: <laughs> so, Please get right into it. Before we get into the projects itself, please introduce yourself. Um, I mean like what you do, your portfolio basically. Let the people know who you are.
3: Yeah, I'm sure people have been wondering who's this person that just runs madly around (laughs) town with the wild hair or hopping cabs. Um, My name is Senga. Um, I am a theater and film writer, director, producer. I think that is kind of in a nutshell. I also sing every now and then, getting into a band right now, um, I write, I direct, and actually come from my roots, come from acting, so that's that, like sort of the whole bouquet. Essentially, I'm an artist.
2: Yes, she is. She is. <laughs> um, how I know singer is she was my introduction to the theatre, um, and it's one of her projects, Artbeat. Um, wow. uh, I did that in high school, it was like an amazing so I experience. I can say
3: I've known you since you were like a camachona, basically. Pretty really much, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Because now I'm sitting here interviewing you, and I'm just like.
3: I feel old right now. <laughs> how,
2: how do I start? Like, she has so much experience, like, yeah.
3: No, but now today you're making me shy and nervous because you've grow, all grown up, and now oh, I'm shy and nervous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So cool. So um, let's get into um, the GUTA project. Yeah. Please tell us about it, um, how it started. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe it was a competition type of Well, thing this first. is
3: already the second year of the cycle. So essentially what happened was that in 2019, 2019 the GUTA Institute contacted me because they, you know, as we know, GUTA has always been supporting Namibian arts in different yeah. disciplines, music, poetry, um, visual arts, all of that. So in 2019, they took the uh, exciting decision to support Namibian film. And then I was lucky enough for them to consider me and choose me to come on board for this project. And me being Senga, always like trying to go extra and bigger and things, I said, nah, let's go all out. So that's how me and Goethe then grew the project to get Namibia Film Commission on board. And so that was our first season of producing three short films. And that worked really well. And we made these films, one of which is currently on Amazon Prime. Um, So these films have been doing really well. And then last year, we went into what we call season two of the project. Okay. So what we are talking about and promoting today are the three films that we produced in 2021, uh, which will be premiering tonight.
2: Brilliant. So are you, uh, do you have the privilege to tell us? that information like what the shows are about like oh movie, yeah I love to talk
3: films, about the films because I always say I always say it took me nine months to make these three films so essentially I had babies
2: okay perfect and you
3: know how parents <laughs> are they can never talk, like, talk enough about their yes, babies yes, yes. so I'm always happy to talk about these films um, because I'm extremely proud about I'm extremely proud of the process mm-hmm. I'm extremely proud of my director, uh, writer directors and their dedication and their creativity creative vision, I'm so proud of all the actors, Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the crew, so everybody did so well that I I don't mind talking about, uh, about it. So tonight we'll be premiering the three films that we made. We took an interesting decision last year to include a documentary this time, which I really love. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm definitely not straying from that because I love documentaries simply because we are s- such a culture rich nation. Yeah. We have so many stories. We all have a friend or an uncle or an auntie that can just tell you the most insane, yeah. hilarious true real life. Yeah, yeah. They're not even making up a word of a lie. Yeah. They can just tell you the most amazing stories. And we have amazing people. And so with this documentary this year called The Weight of Tomorrow, we tell a heart-wrenching story about Martin and how he got into scrap collection after he lost his job. And despite how hard it is and how harsh it is, Martin is just like the most beautifully optimistic guy. Okay. And, you know, so that's the first story that we tell. We tell the story about Martin and his life in scrap collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we tried to do was to bring a very human angle to it, where I said to the writer director, um, Ottilia Mungoba, Tutu, love you toots. <laughs> Um, we had kind of like a long process of developing the story in the sense that I said to her I'm not interested in watching a story about scrap I don't care about scrap neither do you nobody else cares about scrap because it's not our lives we don't depend on it what I do want to care about is that I want to care about Martin yeah and I think Tutu did a great job of following through that vision and you will all see we're all gonna love Martin once you see this Um, and then part of the package was then the two um, the two narrative films which is what all Mobians like we like to have that kind of a, a fictional yeah. story um, Netflix vibes yeah But then this year what we had wanted to do was that um i was very focused on very namibian stories that that every man on the street can watch and enjoy that we can see relatable characters um, because the namibian film industry is doing well generally in the sense Mm -hmm. that we're creating content that finds its way onto the international markets in terms of um, film festivals, all of that stuff. Um, but often I find that maybe the stories are very much geared for a more broader audience. Just yeah. to So then I thought this year, no, what we're going to do is we're going to make the Namibian public love them first. Okay. And then the international market's going to love them, which is why both of these narratives have a lot of vernacular in it. Okay. I was very annoyed when I had to do like so much subtitling. But, <laughs> but it means that you can sit there in the auditorium and you can hear a, a little line of Afrikaans, a little line of Oshivambo, a little line of Ocherero, um, spoken by, by the characters yeah. so that you can completely relate and, and vibe with them. Brilliant. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. I, I actually like that because I remember uh, when I was watching Kapana. I enjoyed the vernacular scenes more than the English scenes, it mm-hmm. just felt so much more natural.
3: Ah, speaking of Kapana, I co-wrote that actually. I was really? One, I, was, I was one of the script writers along with Miki Rozgarowe, so wow. um, I'm glad you mentioned Kapana. I'm extremely proud of Kapana and of what course. it's been doing, in the, it's been doing amazing. in the festival circuit and stuff. So that, we actually, I, we can't take credit for that, which is a great, uh, a, a sort of a great compliment, but um, we wrote the script. In English, and that all came from the director, Philippe Talavera, okay. and then sort of workshopping with the actors to add yeah. that bit of vernacular. But we did make the decision that in certain moments it needs to be real.
2: Yeah, of course. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> this is so exciting. Anyway, so um, I actually wanted to ask, so the process of getting these films um, commissioned or getting them started, what, what was the process like? How did the people get to give in their, their scripts and stuff like that?
3: Um, generally and also because you see i'm kind of um making up and growing this project as i go along Mm -hmm. when 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 gota approached me the first season I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know, but I love filmmaking and, and, and I have extensive producing background, especially in theater already. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured like, mm, I can wing it, yeah. you know, but you learn the lessons as you go along. And what we are trying to do this time round was to streamline the process, make it more transparent, make it more open for everybody. So firstly we did was we put a call out to say anybody and everybody can submit a script. Okay. Yeah. Anybody and everybody can submit a script. We didn't put limitations on themes or kind of stories or settings or whatever. We obviously didn't want you to do um, a story that's set in five different locations. and is going to cost me a lot yeah, of money of course, yeah. with like 35 characters. Yeah. So we did put a little bit of limitation on that. But generally it was open. We, w- we just wanted to see w- w- what's never be a thinking, mm-hmm. what's never be a feeling. Um, And it was great, because we got a lot of interesting stuff um, through that. So we received about 46 scripts, which was a lot. um, But I also feel like a lot of them were just kind of trying to grab the moment and trying to put in something that's, if you will, a little bit half-baked. Yeah. But that's okay, because now they can polish them for the next round. So then I read these 46 scripts down to the top 13, and then I had some help. I brought in my friend and legend, the late David Javera, uh, yeah. And also, of course, um, film okay. industry legend, uh, Tim Hopschiller. And okay. to help me read these 13 scripts down to literally say, okay, these are the three films I'm going to produce mm-hmm. in this cycle. And I think we chose very right. Okay. <laughs> and that was just the start. That was month one of the, of the nine months of yeah. the process.
2: And then... More and more,
3: I feel like I I feel like I'm like babbling and I'm not giving you a chance
2: to talk. This is all about you. Um,
3: Oh God, don't tell me that because you know me, I'll (laughs) talk your ears off. So that was the month one, and then we went into extensive script development. I spent a lot of time with my writer directors, brainstorming, sometimes clashing a bit, because I did want to create a space for them to say to me that I know you have a bit more experience than me, but I believe in my vision. So whenever they pitched something to me that I kind of uh, blacked or blocked or yeah. flanked off, I would say, but pitch it back to me. If yeah. you pitch back to me strongly enough what you want to do and what your vision is, then I'll back you. Yeah. It's all in, in, in how you pitch it and how clear your vision is. Yeah, yeah. So we did all of that. Um, and I've got to say it was great because everybody was so receptive to my ideas. Everybody was very trusting and open to share their ideas with me yeah. because it's a two-way street you know it has to be that kind of um, subliminal sharing of ideas like even though we're talking yeah, like yeah. words but at some point I kind of felt like I was syncing mentally with my guys oh, because okay. because I would say i got this I and they were like ooh, I was thinking that too and then we would kind of sync ideas like that which was great. Um, so in, in the script development, we already had like bits of snags in the sense that Mark Meshiva, who, uh, who wrote the story and the initial script for Grootman, he had other obligations overseas. So he could not see his project through as writer-director. Oh. But then I was also again, I was, I don't know what I was going to do. But then we were lucky that we then got the amazing Lavinia Kapoesha on okay. board. And so then... Um, we saw the script through between me, Mark and Lavinia. We kind of polished um, and then we got it got to crunch time, which is why I I don't generally like to overstep Mm -hmm. on toes and like take people. But I had to kind of go like, okay, I have to jump in and kind of help with the script a little bit because we are two, three weeks away from shooting. It needs to. But everybody was great. And then we got pulled that through. So that was the script development um, for Grootman. Mm -hmm. Open Cage, our other narrative, was so beautiful because um, what happened was in the initial consultation, the protagonists for both stories were males. Oh, okay. And then in the initial consultation with Tim and me and the writer-directors, um, towards the end, of, uh, just the end of it, the the protagonists for both narrative films were female. So I was excited, but I was also panicked because I was like, eek, it's so much harder to write for females because yeah. I think we're so layered and complex, not yeah, to yeah, say yeah, you yeah. guys aren't great, but I was worried that um, you cannot just kind of take a story and just turn the protagonist into a male because yeah. it changes the background to the story, changes, yeah, of course, excuse me, it changes the character's backstory. Um, but then, of course, I had oh, Denzel Asap, writer, director of Open Cage,
4: mm-hmm.
3: he as, as a complete newbie first timer. So, um, Tutu Otelia, who did the documentary, she's got a bit of background because she's also a producer at NBC doing documentaries okay, and things. Okay. She's done a bit of theater. Lavinia, as you know, yeah, yeah. she has put out her first short film in 2019. Yeah. But Denzel was completely brand new to the process. And I think it worked so beautifully because he was so receptive and he was like a sponge. And he. We got to the point where he could challenge me back okay. in our script consultation if i if i pitched an idea he would go ah but what does the character want nice. and then we would go back and like cycle through the whole thing again um so the process was really amazing Thanks. but now we only have the scripts yeah. and then we shot ourselves in the foot because now we had created such beautiful characters that it's hard to cast them.
4: Uh Where
3: am I gonna find the actors to bring these characters to life? So that was our next challenge. Um, And we searched and we put out public call outs and people in great. I'm not saying there aren't good actors around, they might maybe lack experience, maybe they just didn't suit the role exactly. Um, So then we had to hustle and I had to kind of go to my little black book Mm
4: -hmm. of
3: numbers and actors and people I've worked with over the years. And then we found these people and brought them in for clothes like a grueling audition process of going like, literally, we have two people auditioning for this role. It's gotta be one of the two of them. We just gotta decide who nails it. Okay. And 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 I cannot even take all the credits for the casting because I think the actors, Casted themselves, they really brought it. Like even if I knew them from years ago and their work that they've done,
4: um,
3: your colleagues in radio and stuff like Bozan and NSK and all those guys, I knew them from theatre from years ago. But then this time round, I was like, whoa! They even you know they exceeded my expectations of what I thought they would bring. Okay. And that's just the casting. Now we still have to shoot these things. Guys, we haven't even shot these things yet. Wow. <laughs> so then I had to put together technical teams. Um, and, and what happens in, in selecting the technical teams is you kind of have to look at the script and the story, and you kind of have to look at the director and the director's personality. Because in a creative process, people have to gel.
2: Yeah, of course. Because
3: artists are crazy and difficult sometimes very, and very weird yeah. and it can go very wrong. So um, that, that is also part of my duties and responsibilities that I don't take for granted. Mm-hmm. It's a huge responsibility to say, look, I'm putting together this team of 15 or 20 people that must make this thing a reality yeah. that's just on a page. Um, and then we had beautiful DOPs, everybody that we chose for the individual project. And so what we had done, not just for creative purposes, but also budget, yeah. mm, is that we um, let the DOP, so each DOP, for those who don't know, director of photography, mm-hmm. um, they also got to edit the film. So for The Weight of Tomorrow, we had film, film legend Heiko Balt, okay. who got to shoot and edit that. For Grootman, <laughs> we had Renier De Brain we got to shoot and edit that. And then for Open Cage, we had Tabiso Dube um, to shoot and edit that. Because I kind of wanted them to get a little bit invested in the yeah. creative vision. Because, you know, like when you just shoot it, you can shoot it and walk away. And you're yeah, kind of like yeah. mm, the director, the editor they'll can then it just it do months. whatever. Yeah. And the editor kind of reads the script. Also, I know some editors are, sometimes don't really, they'll read the script, but kind of so. For me, it was important that I wanted them to have an emotional attachment to the stories as much as me and the director did. And I think that strategy kind of worked. Okay. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. No, I love that. Uh, It's it's really brilliant to see how... Cause people from nothing,
3: just, from it, from nothing we exactly. made these films, it's brilliant. Exactly,
2: it's brilliant because people just think you pick up a camera quickly, like, hey, I got two friends, let's quickly put it together, and then yeah, you got this, but no. It's
3: crazy, crazy stuff. Then, another thing I'm totally, totally excited about mm-hmm. is the music to these three films. Of course. Um, because then we thought we wanted to give them each a special touch. We also wanted to give name flavor. Of course. So we put out a public call out. We had newbie musos submit little sound bits that we could decide where to place them and mm-hmm. how to use them. Um, so for the wait of tomorrow, we had the great Sam Batola, who came in and he created, he created the whole score, deciding must guitar, and we had um, Polina Lobnina, who used to play flute for Alamoto. Oh.
4: Okay. So she
3: was accidentally in the country. I ran into her somewhere one evening and I was like, come, you're doing this for me.
4: Nice.
3: Um, so they did that. So the score for The Weight of Tomorrow is beautiful instrumental, a little bit of Namibian, African flavor and also beautiful flute in there. Um, open cage, we had the great Ponty Dekwa. I said, it's all yours. You create a score for me. You decide on the placement and things. So yeah. he created all original music for this film. Wow. So to, um, tonight, during the premiere, you'll get to hear the theme song called Stronger, performed by Carla Van Kent, beautiful ballad. Um, and then for Grootman, we used all these sound bits that were submitted by the different artists, and we kind of went like, oh, we like this, we'll use a 35 seconds of that here we'll uh-huh. do and we got to negotiate with artists and, and I always like to pay people a little bit of something of course
2: yeah, of course because the artists need to get paid okay, too if I can throw a dollar <laughs> if
3: I can throw a dollar somebody's <laughs> way I'm happy
2: <laughs> brilliant brilliant so um, tonight we still have maybe about 10 minutes left yeah um, before we con- before we continue let, let me just read some comments because there are people oh watching. yes please let's and hear what the guys, folks are saying thank you, are you for saying. listening in thank you for tuning in um, as you should know already Singa is still in studio with us and you are with Chilago so basically there are four people who commented the yeah. first person Rivaldo Cavari um, says hola Zoe Janssen says, waiting for the show to start. Okay, so that was earlier. Um, Leo Marcus says, shake it like that. That's because of the song we played earlier. Yeah. And Leslie. Gale
3: level. Yeah, man. I'm showing my age, but I was the stuff back in the day. I'm just waiting
2: for a reunion, honestly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm buying tickets for that show, definitely. Cool, Um, so, and um, Leslie Kahwadi says, what is the title of the song? I believe the song you're talking about is Gal Level, because I see it's within the same. Mm -hmm. Let's shake it by (laughs) Gal Level. Um, Yeah, so, guys, if you have any questions for Senga, please feel free to comment on our Facebook page. It's on Fremante Live. And, yeah, back to Senga. Let's talk film. So, let's talk film. Um, With the Namibian industry, film industry, has grown so much mm. it has grown so much I want to know how can people get involved in the film industry like um, besides the mm. goodies, um project that happened now you don't really see like, these kind of call outs for like give me a script yeah. let's do something
3: the thing is I get this question a lot and I never know what to say okay. <laughs> to be honest um, because and, and it's not a unique thing it's not unique to Namibia being an artist, guys, is hard. You gotta really, really want it. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. And, yeah. and, and I think if anybody who's ever worked in the arts industry can say that, because it's not a matter of, oh, I, I sing while well, it's great, somebody's gonna find you and discover you and stuff. I mean, Justin Bieber, it was his luck that he got discovered through yeah. YouTube and blew up like that. But we're living in, in, in these times where every second person is very talented. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's dancing on TikTok everybody's singing everybody's so to try and do this full-time and really get into it is is so so hard and especially because we don't have the institutional structures
4: yeah
3: having said that i also think we're a little bit spoiled in namibia because we keep just going Ah, arts council film commission what are you doing for us in to end what are you doing for us um and i have discovered since when attending sort of arts conferences and stuff where people say what your Arts Council put out money and funds your projects, NTN puts out things and funds you, yeah. Film Commission puts out call-outs and you can submit scripts and get funding. That doesn't normally happen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I would say, and you have the world at your fingertips with the internet right now. So there's no excuse anymore to, yeah. to start it from zero. You don't have to start from zero. If you are interested in becoming an actor, say, then I would go on 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 on, on Google and say Google um, acting tips, mm. audition tips. Yeah, You got to self-train a little bit if you don't have the yeah, money to go to a uh, film school or drama school or whatever. Yeah. You got to try to connect. You try to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, we've got Facebook and Instagram and everything. Now you can connect with almost anybody. You yeah. can send somebody slide into the DMs as we yeah. say and just say I'm an aspiring cinematographer can you invite me to your set and let me just come and check yeah. can I come and be a trainee on your set um, it's really s- a self motivating effort, yeah. you gotta do it, you gotta put yourself I am not gonna come find you at your house of course. and make you an actor yeah. or make you an editor or, um, and a lot, of, a lot of the people that I've had on this project now Are people I've worked with before, it's been a long relationship or I've seen their work somewhere, they've put themselves out there. And that's how the thing kind of comes together. Once you put yourself out there and you find other people who put themselves out there, you kind of meet in a cyberspace.
2: Nice. Nice. Okay, cool. So basically it's put in the work.
3: You gotta put you gotta hassle, as we say. You gotta zama. (laughs) Yeah
2: and you also need talent.
3: Oh, yeah. But all. (laughs) having said that, I've gotten into the mindset lately that I think talent is about 10 percent of it. I have met people who are hugely talented, but they won't make it simply because they're not willing to put in the work. Maybe their ego gets in the way, Mm. um, all of that stuff. A person who is mildly talented, but highly motivated yeah. has got a much better chance of making it.
2: Yeah, no, no, I agree 100%. I've seen a few and you know, I've been in the industry. I've seen a few people that just blew up. Like for for me, the first person was, I met Adriana like a few years back and then it just blew up. Like,
3: because, uh, no, Adriano's lucky enough to have a nice mix of talent and dedication. Yes. But when I was, Andy might be mad at me for saying this, but <laughs> I actually directed him in his first ever theater role. Okay. And he was not good. <laughs> like, we, we had a long time working the character and stuff. He yeah. was not good at that point. But because of who he is as a person, because of how he approaches things with that utmost optimism and go-getter type of vibes... Yeah. He basically taught himself almost to become a better actor. He 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 groomed himself into becoming an MC. Mm-hmm. He has literally so so other people cannot even cannot take credit for his talent. Yeah. I could say I directed him in his first role, but I cannot take credit for where he is now yeah, because he put in the work.
2: Nice, yeah, brilliant, cool, and that's that's like our time. But before Yay. we do before we do that, um, please. Um, I know today's the premiere. Where else can people um, see? Yeah,
3: I have to clarify that. I know a lot of people are upset because they were under the impression it's a free for all. I can just rock up. Mm. Please don't rock up at NTN tonight and break my heart when I have to send you away. I don't want to do that to you. Tonight is an industry event. It is the premiere. This is we're trying to do things properly, you know, like Hollywood would have. So basically, it's the world premiere of these films. It means means we are showing them to the world for the first time. And then we roll them out to public, and then they go on to festivals and all of that. Okay. So tonight is by invitation. It's cars crew, industry people. 15th of March, guys, that's for you. It's yeah. free. You just have to add to RSVP to go to in advance so that we make sure we keep your name on the list because I'm sure it's going to be full.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, get your RSVP in to let them know, I want to come. 15th of March, it will be free, and the marketing will roll out in the next two weeks. So keep an eye out for that. That one's for you. 15th of March.
2: Great. And when can we expect the next call-out for this?
3: Um it's going to be tricky. Maybe this is maybe this is my opportunity to Zula a little bit on yeah. air. Um, unfortunately, Goethe has had to let sort of the filmmaking aspect of their funding go for this year. You know, fans have been cut. They also have a responsibility towards other arts disciplines. Yeah, we can't yeah. just hog them yeah. for us. So they are going to focus on some other um arts projects this year. But I'm still keen to do it one more time. So if there's somebody out there with a couple of hundred grand that would like to uh, me to make another round of short films. Guys.
2: Guys. Um
3: throw throw like like even like yeah. the, um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
3: throw it my way and let's see what we can do. Because I am I'm genuinely very keen to do it a third time purely because I learned so much in mm-hmm. this last I want to be able to implement that of in this last one. Yeah.
2: Nice. Nice. Great. Guys, so, Senga, uh, I don't know if you're up to it, but if you'd like to share your handles, if you'd like to share um, the handle for the Gute Institute or the Gute Stage so that people can also follow on the marketing and stuff I like that. I wish you'd
3: asked me this before. I'm so tech and savvy for a filmmaker. Okay. It's, it's embarrassing. It's okay.
2: We can put it in the comments.
3: Um, so please follow uh, Goethe Stage on Instagram. I think that's your best bet, Goethe mm-hmm. Stage on Instagram. You can also follow Gute Institute On Facebook, they will be posting a lot about um, the public screening. There may be a film commission on Facebook as also sharing a lot about these films. So go, yeah, go and like those pages and you will get notifications for when you can RSVP for the public screening. Don't miss it, guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, cool, great. Thing. I Thank had you a so great time. I
3: might come visit you once a week. I'll just like come <laughs> and be like, let me come hang out. Thanks so much. This is awesome. This
2: is really brilliant, um, guys. So yeah, um, keep your eyes out for those um, marketing um, posts, I guess. And yeah, um, I'm going to go on a short break to get the next um, guest ready, and you guys stay tuned.
0: Thank you.
5: Oscano Rico sacanar Arturo Macundeman Hey da bona siiyama Arturo Macundeman Isso is a papa Macundemo stambula Tirongo,
1: al canal! No One minute. (laughs)
6: Everybody, 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 the
2: Welcome back, everybody. Um, you're still watching the content on Informante Live. You are with your boy Chilago <laughs> and in studio right now we have Shamola. In the Shamola, <laughs> welcome, Shamola. <laughs> Thank it's you. Good to have you in studio. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, <laughs> firstly, before let's just get right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Um, yeah, what i'm here for what you're here for basically
7: <laughs> um i'm shimola Klovisis. Um mm-hmm. i'm a abstract artist more like i call myself a creative mm-hmm. generalize it i dance i paint i project with my voice i suck with a mic <laughs> yeah it's <this is> probably <laughs> the only one i can do right now it's, it's, uh, guys sorry before we continue <laughs> if you can't hear shimola please
2: let us know in the comment section yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i think you're fine you think, you think him? i'm
7: fine yeah. no i just suck at the mic like using it when i have to sing so oh. i project with my voice rather oh, okay okay, yeah. okay okay. and i also do the poi the poi is um a type of body uh flowy dance okay. that you use mostly your body to dance with because okay. you just have to and it makes me very tired but like i of really course. like it um, I'm going to be doing a bit of poi. Most people know it as fire dancing.
2: Oh, okay. But
7: I'm doing it rather with the lights. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Sok poi. <laughs> nice. So I do sok poi, the art, and I do my art usually in um, live paintings at Kramer's. And I've done it at the Swakop Sound Garden. And mm-hmm. I've also done a couple of live paintings like around town. But... I'm still starting up, so this is kind of exciting. <laughs>
2: wow, yeah, you got quite a the portfolio there. Hey, <laughs>
7: it's <Jesus>. a lot, <laughs> you're very busy.
2: <laughs> so, how did you get into art? art. Yeah, like when, when wow. did you start? obviously, I know with a lot of artists, you're like, Oh no, I just knew at a young age, or but it I, there's always a point where you're like, This is, this what, is what I should do.
7: Yeah. Um, I was actually studying geology. Um, at UNAM, around 2016, but I dropped out and I never went back to school. So and because I wanted to do architecture, and it's like there was like a little bit of problems and all of the financial burden in home and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So um, I kind of just started doodling. Okay. And last year, when my son, I have a two-year-old son called Nova. Okay. Uh, and he would constantly be like, Mama, painting, painting in the mornings, um, especially marking everywhere with a pen, (laughs) and it was annoying, and I just decided, let me just get some paints, and then we started painting, and it was very liberating for me. It felt like it's what I had to do, Mm -hmm. and last year, in November, um, when I went to this, uh, I was at Festival.
2: okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it, Yeah,
7: yeah. Psychonauts, it was lovely. I did um, a live painting day too, and I was doing exactly what I'm gonna be doing on the 26th. It was like, th- in that moment, I knew that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kinda had somebody help me um, pull up the funds with for this event that okay. I am doing right now. So I want to share that experience with you guys.
2: Nice, Yeah. nice. So <laughs> speaking of that experience you wanna share with us, um, what is the process been getting this this exhibition like going like um when did you start with the whole process and like you said you had to get the funds like take us down the, the funds, journey first. us the
7: funds just came like quick fast man <laughs> oh okay <laughs>
2: it
7: was
4: very i
5: love easy. this for you <laughs> i'm like
7: what thank you you are heaven sent vibes but like um that happened, and I started organizing it probably last week. I did my payment last week, Friday. Mm-hmm. Got my tickets probably two days ago. Okay. Yeah, you put the flyers around, and you called me, and now I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting uh, um way out of what I... Bu- what I You
2: thought it was going to be hands. small. Yeah. But then clearly, but the universe like, doesn't want <laughs> it to be small. <laughs> it doesn't want
7: it to be small, but thank you for having me. Oh, here. no, you're welcome.
2: No, I, I, I told her earlier... Um, when I saw the poster and I'm like, UV dance, solo, I was so confused by the poster out, out of excitement. Like, what is this? Out of excitement, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I need to get in touch with this girl immediately.
4: Yeah. And
2: yeah, she was cool enough to come on and here she is. So, yeah. Thank you. So tell us about the event. Where can people get tickets? Where can they, where will it be? Actually, where's the exhibition actually going to happen?
7: Um, I'm going to be doing the exhibition. It's my solo exhibition. i I'm going to be doing it at the venduk national theater school or mm-hmm. national theater school
2: yeah yeah, yeah
7: this is what it's called venduk theater school yeah yeah venduk theater school that's where i'm going to be doing it in the Robin, uh, Mugabe mugabe yeah, like area kind of down the road uh, and <laughs> <laughs> um, um i'm selling the tickets for 50 bucks you can either get it from me or from kramer's or from a couple of my friends like um on they're posting it around on instagram the mm-hmm. saint but Caitlin is just selling, like, five for me, so I don't think I should mention her. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it from Kramer's and Vinyls. Okay. And me, so, yeah.
2: Cool, cool. Uh, um, I will share her poster as well with the contact information. Um, then you guys can also contact her if you want to see the show or if you want to see the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just want to how, how how is the... the you, <laughs> you had your... I want to say awakening recently, awakening recently right <laughs> and how has the experience been um with just getting into the industry like it seems you've been doing a lot but it seems like you have to put in a lot of work a
7: lot of work for the stuff yeah. eh? but when i'm actually in the process of doing the art it i literally paint for five minutes and i'm done here oh okay or like i do it for like 20 to 30 minutes and then i'm a Okay, she's done. Okay, (laughs) it's quite interesting actually, but I don't know. I don't know how to go like do it. But I, um, I get helped a lot with my by my friends that do like live um, shows. Uh They do some acoustic guitars and Arthur, you know Arthur. I know Arthur, yeah. Yeah, Arthur is usually the guy that plays my colors, and it goes amazing all the time. When he plays my colors, I paint the fastest. Like.
2: All the time, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Explain, paint my colors. What is it with that um, calms?
7: He, uh, like, he has this way of playing that gets me really grounded. Because I usually play, uh, I paint on how I feel. Okay. Based off of how I feel in that moment. And sometimes I shout and I just scream while I'm painting. Oh, I just, like, become messy and all of that. And he basically calms that down. Okay. And he plays my colors in such a calm way and it's usually just very calm and less chaos and but then the chaos goes onto the onto the canvas, the canvas usually itself. but because usually you see the chaos when it's just like me with somebody else. Yeah. But now I'm trying to get um slow to work with me. You know slow? I've heard him. Oh, He's a really great guitarist. I <laughs> just but yeah, he's really great. Okay. And yeah, I want to work with him, but he's probably going to be there, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. But Arthur's also coming, so yeah. Great.
2: <laughs> this is exciting, hey? This is so exciting. Cool. So um, now it's we've <laughs> got all the formalities out of the way. I'm going to throw you under the bus, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. Yes, These so are like...
7: Throw ooh. me under the bus. It's fine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: I don't
2: even feel bad. I'm like going to lie. Canvas <laughs> cool. So... I have a few um, would you rather's, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're quite. I want to say f- philosophical, <laughs> but not really. Like they're quite simple, but they quite kind of make you want to think. All right, listen. cool. So <laughs> it's it's not a competition, so you can relax and. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, so the first one is: Would you rather walk <laughs> to work in heels, or drive to work in reverse?
7: Walking heels or working.
2: No, yeah, walk. like Walking yeah. rivers or walking No, so hills. let me read it again. <laughs> Would you rather... Okay, yeah. Would you rather walk to work in hills or drive to work in reverse?
7: I'd rather walk to... Um, probably the rivers, yeah. yeah, The river option. Right, I Let me right? just drive <laughs> to work in the rivers <laughs> through the chaos. <laughs> Love it.
2: Okay, cool. So the next one is
7: Okay. <laughs> I'm excited for the next These one. These are
2: so <laughs> weird. Okay, Coco. Cool, cool. Would you rather want a bad boy or naughty girl or a nice guy or a proper lady? That's, okay.
7: I think bad boy is actually better because you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have someone be transparent with me than find out later that they are really bad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because they all are
7: yeah everybody's bad people everybody, are bad everybody like humans we are just
2: <laughs> honestly i know the term is men of trash but oh, i oh, think okay. all of us <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, you feel me <laughs> definitely yeah. cool mm-hmm.
4: okay,
7: next question
4: so let's go the next
2: one is would you rather be a genius everyone thinks is an idiot or an idiot everyone thinks is a genius
7: I'd rather be a genius that everyone thinks is an idiot. Right? Yeah, I'd rather the people think I'm stupid. Use, being useless is nice, hey?
2: It, <laughs> guys. <laughs> being useless it, if, if is I,
7: nice. They can't use you, and you're not. nah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I've been like working, working over the past few years. I've noticed mm-hmm. people are smart. They're so smart they play yeah. dumb so that they don't get used in the office. It's true so then like you get the order of people that are just all over the place but then you get these smart people and people that are very capable they're yeah. like no i'm just here to get paid you know and i'm just doing as much as i oh, must you down. know so <laughs> I, I i agree with you i'd rather be this the smart idiot <laughs> you know it's
7: better to be the smart idiot. <laughs> <laughs> cool
2: the next one
7: mm-hmm. would
2: you rather be able to read minds or predict the future
7: i'd rather read minds
2: i agree I Agree, the future is. I really don't care about it. I don't to care what's feature. gonna happen, we so <laughs> Exactly, nothing you can change about what's exactly. on the way. You I know? like your mind, I like your <laughs> mind, I love it. <laughs> okay, um, what's okay? Yeah, would you rather be able to speak any language or be able to communicate with animals?
7: I'd like to communicate with animals.
2: There, we have. Hit <laughs> the just not me. Not what am I going to talk to and like tell the spider to leave my room? No, thank you.
7: <laughs> I think people are exhausting. I feel like if I really wanted to learn, I would learn anything. Mm-hmm. It's all in the head, willpower and stuff. Okay. But talking to animals, maybe getting their perspective—that would be nice.
2: Yeah, I—I <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. But I, really I feel like. I think
7: I'm psycho. <laughs> if
2: you know what people think, you can navigate around it. Because you know, people are, I think a lot of the conflict or it's just misunderstandings that we have is because people don't know how to communicate properly.
7: Yeah, that and also people become, we become too, a little bit too egotistical. That's just yes. my point of view. Yes, no, 100% and nobody likes I agree. hearing from the next person what they think they know instead of actually just taking that information and just going with it like, it's a learning process, guys. Yeah. We need to learn. <laughs> so. <laughs> Why you
2: Yeah No I love that I love that no cool so we'll do one more
7: Oh my
4: goodness
2: (laughs) (laughs) The last one is Would you rather be able to travel everywhere for free or eat everywhere for free. I know travel it's travel. Everywhere travel 100 guys. I I starve. i the
7: fruits that I'm finding. And I mean, if I travel
2: <laughs> everywhere, if it's by plane, I'm getting food on the on you know the, on the plane. I'll anyway, so.
7: survive with a coffee and bread, and guys. Ex- nah. <laughs> <laughs> I come no. from Karunu's
2: outside, so I'm good. I keep telling people, guys, give yeah. me toast. I can live off toast, that's it. You know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it? Mm-hmm. So it's coffee. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, this has been brilliant. This I'm, has
7: been lovely, man.
2: I really love your energy and thank you so much for coming through. Thank and you. And I wish you so much me. success for your show and I hope to see many more to come. <laughs> I, I have a feeling there's so many more that's going to come. Now um, I'm inspired
7: to. <laughs> oh, great. I love we'll it. See. Guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> cool. So, um, before you leave um plug yourself tell us where pe- tell people where they can find you where they can get yeah. tickets um, give the number on air and yeah
7: so um i'm having a shamola's uv night and solo exhibition it's taking place on the 26th of february uh, yeah My today's my mom's birthday how about the mom i okay. forgot
2: <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday mother
7: <laughs> yeah um i'm having special performances by um I'm bringing in an artist that I've worked with before, so he's gonna be there hopefully, and I'm gonna be working with Arthur Sakar and Oslo mm-hmm. and Corey too. He's okay. gonna Corey's gonna be doing some poetry, okay. and it's gonna take place at the Venduk Theatre School. Um, tickets are basically 50 bucks mm-hmm. from me. You can get them from Kramers or Vinyls, and yeah, and then you pay 60 bucks at the gate.
2: Uh, yeah please guys. come to the first Save glass of wine is for free yeah oh.
7: so and I'm also gonna be having some finger foods for the people. And we're going to be doing some meditations with me, so please do come to.
2: Would you be cool if the Informante comes to the show and broadcasts? I, yeah, sure. I would not say broadcasted live, but we know what we do is, and I want people to hear what we do is, mm-hmm. um, Informante live, um, especially the content, we normally go to events and we do like like, uh, social media takeover, mm-hmm. basically. We would, like would just show what's happening yeah, at we the event. Yeah, can have a social
7: like media takeover.
2: <laughs> Great. <laughs>
7: Oh, nice cool. so
2: is this an invite am i coming yes you're coming <laughs> cool so I'm a,
7: you have my number yeah Sh- i should give my number you guys can call me on 0813509247 i would love to see beautiful people there Everybody's beautiful so yes. don't forget to smile <laughs> and yeah thank you for having me here shalako you're welcome i'll see you
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Guys, I've been invited. <laughs> you must be jealous. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to leave you guys with, this, with the sounds of Open Up by Ethnics. Remember to mask up. Stay safe. Social distance. If you don't need to go out, don't go out. Mm. Save your money. Mm. And um, as my co-host would always say, condomize. Condomize, guys. Stay safe. Yes. See you guys next week yeah. um, on the content. Same time, 2.30, always. And Yeah. Guys, we're out. We're out. <laughs>
0: Up, a enter. Make a biggie back to the center. So open up, be a enter. Make a biggie back to the center. Oh, baby, we can make love in a car to live for die. I'm just here for the fun, I'm not here for a long time. So bring your lips, let me kiss them. Upon this, she don't put to my system. I'm happy that. Mm-mm.